passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. We are now joined uh, through the remote facilities of ESPN Arkansas by Chuck Barrett, voice of the Razorbacks and our radio pal every uh, Thursday evening at 5 p.m. Hi, Chuck. Good evening, guys, or good afternoon. I guess it's almost evening. Yeah, it's dark outside. It's dark, yeah, I know. I know. It's once, different it gets, now. Uh, once it gets dark, it's... I hate it, this. Do you guys hate this? It's the worst. Oh. It is the worst. Because we were talking about this the other day. Like, you go home from work. Like, we don't get out of here till after 6. And it's like one hour in, I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. It's yeah. seven thirty. Yeah. So now, are we on standard time now, and we go back to daylight savings time? In I the believe spring? that's. Is that I how believe it works? that's right. Yes. Okay. Yes. My mom always called it real time and fake time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one's. I which, get confused. Yeah. I know. I know you spring forward and fall back, and that's really all I know. Yeah. Indiana's got it right. They don't do this. I don't do think, they not? No. I don't think Arizona or yeah, parts Arizona of doesn't do yeah, it parts either. Of Arizona yeah. doesn't do it. But then, it, then it's in the morning. Then you have to drop kids off in the dark at school. So it's, it's yeah, one no, or the right. other. Anyway, right. any way you look it's, at it, it sucks. It's that whole problem with the axis not being a perfect circle around the sun. You know, doggone it's the sun, it. it's the distance thing. It's science. <laughs> it's science. That's science. right. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's, it's, yeah. it's astronomy. Science, not yeah. astrology. It's astronomy. So anyway, well, it's been a there's been a lot of news this week. Chuck, if you've, um, you know, two or three uh, big headlines that have stood out to you this week in Razorback land. Well, obviously, Barry Odom becoming the head coach at UNLV, I guess, from a football perspective. You know, when uh, when a coordinator becomes a head coach, I mean, on one hand, you're happy for him. And, you know, it's a sign that people look at your program as somebody that, you know, or is a program that they might want to get somebody from. And that part's good. The other part is, obviously, it, it comes at a bad time, although these things generally do because it happens this time of year. So, you know, I think from a football perspective, that was probably the, you know, the big headliner for me anyway. Um, Brazil going down with the injury from a basketball perspective. I mean, that's um, – you know, it was kind of unclear on Tuesday night, and I've kind of learned over the years that any in-game prognosis is probably going to be wrong. And um, so, you know, they were saying, I know they said on television, and the word was kind of filtering around the building, it might not be that bad. But, you know, it's been my experience. You better wait till tomorrow before you start saying whether something's good or bad. And obviously the next day we, you know, we learned that he's out. So I think that's the biggest thing from the basketball perspective. Yeah, and I guess there's a, a lot, uh, you know, as uh, Musselman uh, speaking with the media today, um, they're having to rework things here sort of on the fly because, you know, an, an important game. I mean, OU's not a, a, a highly ranked team or anything like that, but it's still an important game is coming up, uh, you know, in less than 48 hours now. Well, it's an important game, but it's also, you know, you're thinking about the remainder of the season too. I mean, you're not just planning for one game. The, the game – you know, Saturday is the first step in that process of kind of rebuilding your team. So, you know, you really, when you stop and look at it, you had one, one and a half, uh, maybe two games where, you know, Brazil and everybody was together. Uh, everybody was waiting on Smith to get back. Then he comes back and Devo's not there. And then Devo comes back and, you know, lo and behold, the first half of the second game, when everybody's together, Brazil goes down. And so, you know, these are things that, come with the territory unfortunately and it's not the first time you know something devastating or seemingly devastating has happened to a team and um 
you know, the the thing that I think you feel worst about is for the kid because I mean, right. it's a guy that was, you know, he's being projected as an NBA draft pick. And um, I know there were some meetings based on what Musk said, some meetings today, you know, charting a course, so to speak, um, how he recovers from this and how he comes back from this. But I think that's what you feel worst about. You just feel worse for the guy. From a, a team standpoint, UNC Greensboro was kind of a slog, and you're going to have those games through the season. Is that – is it youth? Is it just, you know, did they expose anything? That's a veteran team they played uh, from Greensboro. And, you know, sometimes the older guys, they got a little, some tricks up their sleeve. Oh, I think there's just the reality that you're not going to play at the same level every night. I just think that's the reality of sports. I mean, we see it at all levels, not just at the collegiate level. You see it at the pro level. You know, why does a last-place team beat a first-place team? I mean, it happens. And um, a lot of it does have to do with – uh, you know, it's cliche-ish, but, um, you know, you've got to – you can't pay attention to the name on the front of the uniform every time, particularly in basketball, particularly in basketball. And, you know, I, I think that that game and the Troy game, frankly, I mean, um, the better players won at the end of the night. And I don't know how many people on television could see it, how many people in the arena, but, I mean, Nick Smith's facial expression changed. Uh, about five minutes into that second half, maybe ten minutes into that second half. I mean, when it was winning time, his facial expression changed. And, um, you know, I still don't think we've seen his best. I still don't think we've uh, seen him fully carry this team on his back. And I think there will be points this season where he will. I do, too. I I think that there will be um, a Nick Smith game or multiple Nick Smith games that people may – carry on about four, uh, four years at some point here as um, as this season plays out. We're talking with Chuck Barrett here. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. Um, what do you think about OU? Like, they uh, they were in that game, and then it really went sideways in the second half last year. I mean, does that factor in at all? Or Well, you know, I was, I was listening to Musk today, and I hadn't really thought about this, about how last year, um, you know, they were still kind of putting their team together. Um, you know, Wade, Trey Wade, for example, didn't start, didn't play much in that game and ended up being a vital part of what they were doing down the stretch. And, you know, Amude came off the bench in that game and Amude ended up being a mainstay, part of the starting lineup. So I really do think, and I don't want to be, you know, overly dramatic about this, but I really do think that, you know, you've got to rebuild in a sense now. I mean, a vital part of your team is gone and you've got to rebuild the group. Um, just as when Nick Smith came back, you could tell that between that first game and that second game, they'd all spent a whole lot more time on the practice floor together. And that, you know, he was a different player against San Jose State than he was against uh, Troy. And so I think we're going to see that process begin Saturday. I, I do think that Arkansas, just as I think they were a good enough team to make a deep run in the tournament without Nick Smith, Jr., I think they're a good enough team to make a deep run in the tournament without Trevin Brazil. But I do think that you've got to begin that process Saturday. And, and there may be some – hey, there may be some stumbling blocks. Oklahoma's a veteran team. A lot of the guys that played in that game last year for them are back. Virtually nobody except Devo and Kamani's back for Arkansas. So um, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I mean, I, I would expect this would be a tough, close ball game. I've watched Nick Smith closely, and I, I watched him a little bit in high school as well. Am I wrong in thinking that at this point, as we stand here on December 8th, he's further along than Moses Moody was as far as mm-hmm. development in his game, I mean, in his all-around game? he's To me, he looks further along than Moody did. I don't know. Moses Moody was really he's good. He's really good. But I mean, n- Moses n- Moody was a smart, smart. Now, look. Defensive Smith end, I think he's, I think he's does, much better. Does, does Smith have more long-term potential? Probably so. Yes. Um when you watch Smith play, is there a um, is there a bounce to his game that's uncommon? Absolutely. Um, I don't know that they're the same type player, but um, man, I thought Moses Moody was smooth as silk, and I thought he was a big, big part of our success. And because he was a quiet guy, um, there wasn't as much fanfare about him. But that guy knows the game. Now Nick Smith knows the game too, and I think that's one of the things that really separate. Those two, I think it separated Isaiah Joe. Um, it's not just about having ability. It's about knowing the game and knowing how to play. And, and um, all three of those guys fit into that category, I think. Okay, maybe you said something there. Nick Smith 
to me appears to be more alpha than Moses was, where Nick's like, give me Maybe the ball. So. Give me the Maybe ball. So. Give me the Maybe ball. Get so. out of the way. I'll make this happen. Maybe so. Maybe so. He, he's 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 probably better off the dribble. You know, he can uh, he can create a little bit more, perhaps. Um, you know, I don't want to get into overly analyzing players because, you know, I can make myself sound really dumb then. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I can I can see what you're saying about Smith in that respect. Uh, it just it seems like I know Nick Smith is on the floor when he's on the floor. Moses Moody would disappear for, for periods of time, and then he would just show up, you know, hit a big shot, whatever. But I always know Nick Smith's on the floor. Well, Smith plays a position where the ball is going to be in his hands more. I, I mean, he's the you know Moses was uh, you know he was an off guard guy, so um, he was a swing player basically. And Smith's uh, you know Smith's going to have the ball in his hands out front. So I see what you're saying there, but I'm uh, I'm glad we've had both of them. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> it's been it's been uh, what what a journey it's been with uh, with some of the talent that's been through there in the last uh, few years here in the. Uh, in the Eric Musselman era at Arkansas. All right, we're uh, talking with Chuck Barrett here on Ruskin and Zach. So another uh, thing we've talked about a lot this week is uh, all the football stuff uh, going on here. And uh, we were just talking a moment ago. I, I don't know what, what your thought is on this. I think that at some point soon, it'd be helpful if uh, Sam would come out and do a press conference and just kind of like, you know, talk about things that are going right. Because it feels like everything on the internet is talking about everything going wrong with Arkansas football and he he better than anyone he can kind of sell some of the positives right now what do you think about that he might i mean i know they're having their first bowl practice of sorts tomorrow uh they're all out on the road i think he was in memphis today um i i, I believe they had some kind of press conference with uh coach Pittman and coach leipold over there today i think they're all back around here this weekend and then they'll go back out next week he's been on the road right um you know in fact i mean the the Liberty Bowl teleconference, he's, you know, in his car outside a recruit's house. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, that that that, that kind of tells you, you know, what kind of mode they're in right now. I don't know if he plans to have a media gathering tomorrow or this weekend or not. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. I do think, though, when you're in the period that we're in, um, you're going to hear more bad news than good news mm-hmm. um, because we're not to the point yet where all these kids that have entered the portal – have decided where they're going to go. Now, Arkansas has gotten some good news. I mean, they got a commitment from that lineman in Florida. And, yep. Um, you know, uh, the quarterback that they've been after solidified his commitment. Um, you know, it's not as KJ's coming back. Um, it's not as though there's not been good news. It's just that um, when you see daily, not just here but everywhere, players entering the portal, you wonder what's going on. I mean, I guarantee at Mississippi State right now, they're wondering what's going yeah. on. Um, you know, but but um, I think as things begin to settle, um, as you begin to get commitments from some somebody else's players who are leaving, uh, and you solidify the ones you've already got, um, you know, I think you begin to get good news at that point. Um, there are lots of places right now where players are entering the portal and everybody's like, well, the sky's falling. Because I think we incorrectly believe that sometimes that's a reflection of the head coach. And that's not always the case. Some, some, sometimes, sometimes players want to go someplace where they can play. Now, what they don't understand is if they're number three here, they're probably going to be number 403 in the transfer portal ratings. It ain't like you're jumping up the chart. By moving into the transfer portal, you're getting you're moving right into the pack, you know, with everybody else. So, you know, some of that stuff is under the current situation just going to happen. And um, but other times too. And and look, you're going to hear more about this. But I want to know where this edge rusher at Mississippi State ends up, because I just wonder what kind of NIL budget that school has. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you know that. It's kind of the dirty little secret. Nobody wants to talk about it, but there's guys getting poached left and right. And um, I'm going to be real interested to see where that guy ends up because um, I can't help but wonder if NIL's got something to do with this. Well, it's it's one of the things we heard when the AD left is that, um, you know, it's possible that Auburn may have their NIL ducks in a row a little bit better than, than Mississippi mm-hmm. State does right now. So that's I don't a- know. 
Well, you know, sometimes by ducks in a row, you mean they got more money. Yes, that's right. Um, but, but, you know, here's the reality of the situation. I don't know very many systems that have been set up where the rich don't get richer and the poor don't get poor. And uh, <laughs> that's just kind of how life works. And in states that are less populated with fewer metropolitan areas, you're going to have fewer people giving big money, whether it's to your foundation, whether it's to your – your, your local hospital, or whether it's to your NIL. There's just not as much money to go around. And um, that's why I say, I, I mean, I'm going to be interested, not just this player, but a lot of players, particularly good players, um, where these guys end up. I understand the backups. You know, they're going to go where they think they can play. But the good players who are going into the portal, um, you know, it, it always makes me wonder what's really going on there. Feels like we've kind of hit a, uh, a fork in the road here in the uh, the Pittman administration with the departure of Barry Odom. That I mean, that's his confidant. That was the guy that he kind of leaned on. And they're taking the daily walks. They're you know they they seem to be a, a working tandem here. How I mean, can we can we quantify how big a loss this is for Sam Pittman? Because now he's got to go replace him, and you know that confidant's not there any longer. That's a guy that that they I mean they worked through some stuff through the pandemic and into this year. Oh, I think coordinators leave frequently and become head coaches I'm, I'm, I mean I don't uh, you know it's been interesting to hear some of the conversation this week it's like Barry Odom leaving's a referendum on Sam Pittman and I don't I don't think that at all well, I, I mean I guess I'm more concerned about you know this is the guy that you know when there was a crisis or there was something going on the first person he would probably turn to is Barry Odom and that no guy's question. not there anymore no question but you know Sam Pittman's a 60 year old man I mean uh, he's uh, um you know, he doesn't need his hand held, and I don't think that's what was going on. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is a situation where, you know, Arkansas is six 6-6 and six right now. They're getting ready to go play in the Liberty Bowl, and a coordinator's left to, you know, become a head coach somewhere else. So, um, you know, uh, Barry Odom's had a big, big hand in the groundwork that's been laid over the last three years. But, you know, as much as I respect and, and love Barry Odom, I mean, you know, He's not bigger than the program, and, and, you know, he'll hire a good coordinator. Arkansas's got plenty of money. This is an SEC school. He'll go hire somebody good. And a year from now, if he fields a good defense, we won't even be talking about this. That's true. Um, you know, that's just, uh, you know, just kind of how it goes. I, I mean, or, you know, we've seen the flip side. I'm of the belief that when, you know, Jim Chaney and Sam Pittman left Brett Bielema's staff in successive years, that that was the beginning of the end. Um, so sometimes an assistant coach leaving does have something to do with it, but I don't think that um, I don't think in this case that we're going to look back and say anything like that. I think that again, Arkansas's got plenty of money. You know, we can go out and hire somebody. He'll go hire a good one, and um, you know, life will go on. Chuck Barrett is with us. You can text us at eight six six two eight five four zero zero five. They are getting ready. There are what. Uh, Three weeks from yesterday is when the bowl game will take place out in Memphis. You looked at any long-range forecasts? <laughs> I have not. I'm praying to God it's not like that East Carolina <laughs> game that year. We, you know, the last two times we've been there, when we played Kansas State, um, it was a pretty day. I mean, it starts at 4.30, so it's dark by the time it ends. And if, you know, if it's a chilly day, it's going to get cold when the sun goes down. But it was nice against Kansas State, but... Man, East Carolina, I will never forget that night. What's your favorite destination you went to? Well, I, I enjoy the Cotton Bowl. Um, now, you know, uh, they're, they're different places. I mean, look, we went to the Vegas Bowl, and everything but the game was great. So, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's what you make of it, I guess. I was surprised, and I'll just be honest with you here, I was surprised that when we went to the BCS Bowl, when we went to the Sugar Bowl, that um, – I mean, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't hold a candle to Cotton Bowl. It doesn't hold a candle to the Liberty Bowl. I agree. In terms of hospitality. I mean, it, it's not even close. Yep. Um, and um, the Cotton Bowl's always been the best. I think if the Liberty Bowl had the Cotton Bowl's budget, they'd probably be just as good. And I'm not saying that because we're going over there. I mean, it wasn't my first choice either. But um, I always have a great time over there. I think these – now, the Cotton Bowl is not a small bowl. But I think these small bowls – if they're going to survive, it's going to be on hospitality. It's going to be on providing a great venue, a great experience for the families, for the players, the bowl gifts, um, all the things that make that three- or four-day period 
special for the player and the school. The small bowls that do that will make it. The small bowls that don't will be on the chopping block. But I think, for example, the Liberty Bowl will make it. But to answer your question, I'd rate the Cotton Bowl one. And honest to God, I would, I would, I would rate the Liberty Bowl number two. I would, uh, from from my experience, um, and it's it's different since you're with the team, and I've been in just the the, the media parts exclusively. The key to a successful media hospitality: open bar, <laughs> open bar. I'm telling you, I have seen some people throw down in Houston and in Dallas because, hey, come on in. You want another one? Yeah, why not? <laughs> There have been some hey, stories. The media told. is just now, you know, the media room in there, they're just happy when someone wants to come in and be with them. So I That's mean, right. uh, yeah. you know, if somebody wants to wander in, come on in. Yeah. Chuck, I was at an event over the weekend and you were talking about uh, being with Zim in, in Hawaii, just him holding court and, and people just gravitating. <laughs> I was in an event over the weekend and, and Zim was there. Oh, I God. have never in my life seen accomplished people fall all over themselves to get in the circle where Matt was holding court. Yeah. It was impo- it was like four deep. And these are people you and I know. <laughs> like media people and coaches and all of these people and I'm grown ups. Like, yeah, grown ups. ups. Right. And they are just hanging on every word. And Zim is just eating it up. <laughs> like I walk past him. Oh, uh, I know. I, like I'm walking out the door. I like gave him a little fist bump. I'm like, man, good to see you. That good to see you. And I just turn back around and like everybody was like, oh Zim's back. I've never what is the gravitational pull there? He had adults, grown ass adults, just hanging on every word. Because he enjoys it, <laughs> know. and they know he enjoys it, <laughs> and he loves them as much as they love him. I mean, he, he is as genuine as they come. Um, you know, he's never been one. I mean, he's not going to fans approach him. He doesn't turn and no. go the other way. He doesn't do that. Um, he is Mr. Razorback in that respect, and. Um, We're talking people genuine. with MBAs. I know PhDs, that. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know how it works. <laughs> crazy. I've seen it. Hey, it works with everyone but women. Let me just tell you that. But uh, um, um, he is a. Uh, he loves to hold court. Now he is. Uh, Z's one of the. He's one of the most genuine articles out there. Uh, he's awesome. And, uh, there's there's not an ounce of fake in him. Like we're we're standing there and we're just like, can you believe this? I mean, the people in the room. The people in the room, and they're all, I mean, famous people looking at him. It was, it was unbelievable. I know. I know. How do you deal with it? I mean, you got to <laughs> well, be like, you're, you know, like you're, you're, you're like Ringo to his John and Paul. I know. <laughs> I am completely aware of that. I, 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 I carry his luggage when we're on the road. And, yeah, um, I was just absolutely blown away. See, uh, is, uh, as I say, I mean, he is that he is in his element. When he's in that setup, he's in his element. I've. I've personally witnessed it. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's, I always get nervous about these questions because I don't know how it's going to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Chuck, uh, you got eating pants? You know, like you're getting ready to eat a big meal at home and you just you know <laughs> slap on some, some pants that you know can expand? I've got post-meal pants. Yeah, okay. I guess I, that. I've got eating pants. I don't actually wear them while I'm eating, but I might put them on later. I've got uh, I've got eating pants. If I'm going to like sit down okay. for a big meal, I've got you know a pair of like they're, they're so just, not your sleeping. They're pants. not my sleeping they're pants. Different. Those are different. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the eating pants are extra stretchy. I got you. Okay, that's right. Just I get it. I get it. 
Here's a, a question, Chuck, from a CH. Um, do you ever get uh, tired of talking? Because you talk all the time. You're talking here. You're talking <laughs> in the game. You're talking all this stuff. I know people get tired of me talking. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, this is what I get paid to do. The all more right. I'm talking, you know. I mean, hey, this is uh, – Nah, this is this this is what we do. It's what we do. I don't get tired of it. No, I get tired just like everybody else. But no, I I, I love what I do. You ever uh, you ever looked at an aquarium and thought that you wanted to eat the rocks because they looked like nerds? You know, I heard you guys talking about this the other day. <laughs> yeah. I happened in on the conversation about halfway through, and uh, it took a little while for me to catch on exactly what you were discussing. But the answer to your question is no. no. Okay, thank and you. I don't think it's generational either. <laughs> I mean. I know a lot of people in their 20s. I got a lot of family members in their late teens and 20s. I've never heard one of them say, hey, I want to eat those rocks at the bottom of the aquarium. <laughs> they, don't want, they don't want aquarium gravel? I, I haven't ever heard that. Okay. But uh, maybe you know, maybe I'm missing something. No, no I, no, I don't think you're missing anything. I think you're dead on Apparently, right. Apparently, it's something that you don't say out loud. <laughs> yeah, that was Apparently. your mistake. That was the mistake. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, No, I was uh, – I was uh, I was trying to keep up. I was trying to get it. You know, I I, I try to keep up with the kids, but uh, eating, I eating aquarium that. rocks is where you're going to draw nah, the line. You know, <laughs> well, you know, that's just not that's not for me. It's okay. the latest TikTok challenge. Right, is eating right. aquarium. It's, it's like when they were eating those uh, pods. The of Tide detergent. Pods. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I didn't get that either. Yeah. <laughs> Sixty years ago, the uh, you know car manuals told you how to like redo the valves in your car. Today they tell you not to drink the battery acid. We're uh, we're devolving as a as a society. We've been dumbed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. We? Zach claims the perfect year was 1987, That's and we've been we going peaked. downhill since then. Yeah, we That's peaked what he in about yesterday. 87. Ooh, I don't know. That's uh, I'd say more like about 81 or 82. That's you know maybe personally, but. <laughs> That's when I peaked. I peaked about forty years ago. I I'm, I'm talking you as a, you know, as a society. You know, we we got uh, Wall Street, the movie out, and then the stock market crashed, and everything. That's spent. right. Yeah, you, and, yeah. You know, and then it just slid backwards after that. <laughs> what a deal! Yeah. All right. Well, let's go through here the rest go. of the poll. No, uh, your Ruskin and Zach Twitter poll sponsored by Bud Anderson Heating and Cooling on the Twitters at Ruskin Zach R U S C I N Z A C H. Uh, Chuck DQ started a, uh, a grease fire on Monday uh, when a couple sits in a booth at a restaurant. Uh, what is the proper seating arrangement, side-by-side side or across from each other? Well, I'm going to reveal that I'm a hopeless romantic. You're supposed to sit side-by-side. Side. Wow. Look what? at that. An upset. Yeah. What? That's right. I'm telling you, that's that's the way you do it, guys. Did he say side-by-side? Side? He, he said side-by-side. Yeah. Side. No. Okay, so when you're driving a truck, <laughs> see, you know, you're driving, your your significant other's sitting on the other side. Are they sitting in the middle seat or are they sitting, you know, back when we had bench seats? Sitting in the middle? Uh, they're, they sitting they're, in the... uh, they're sitting far away. Okay. Uh, driving's different. Okay. Oh, driving's okay. Yeah. Different. Driving's serious. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, driving's different. Side by side. Side by side. A that, win for that, DQ. Yeah, How about that? That's an upset. Uh, were you aware that Pablo Picasso died in 1973? No, I was not. I thought he lived in like the 1600s. <laughs> I didn't know. I, we we thought all the artists lived hundreds of years ago. Yeah. That's what happened. Or the painter. Yeah. Really? 1973? 1973. He, he died I didn't know that. 21 didn't days know that. before I was born. Mm. Wow. Uh, do you think you've ever bought milk from the same cow twice? <laughs> Never thought about it, but odds are yes. <laughs> I'm being told by uh, our resident milkman that you've probably purchased milk from the same cow at least 10 times. Okay. I believe that. Okay. I believe that. Good. Makes makes perfect sense. Would it be considered rude when someone asks, are you home, to ask for more information so you can decide if you're home or not? <laughs> well, you know, I hate it when people say, are you home? Or like, what are you doing at 12 o'clock? Or you got anything going yeah, the next there's, hour? There's no win. There's yeah. nowhere to go. No, that's exactly right. They trap you. So, um, yeah, I think it's okay to ask for more information. Okay. Uh, do you have a collection of plastic bags full of other plastic bags? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a I have them stuffed in a cooler for some unknown reason. I have like 10,000 of them, so if you're looking for them, I got you. Have you ever looked down at your leg and wondered, where did I get this bruise? Mm. Yes, I have wondered that. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite stovetop burner? Right front, right rear, left front, left rear. That's a good one. Thank um, you. Everybody's got a favorite. I'm going to go with uh, whichever – Whichever side the larger burner on the front is on, that's the one I'm going with. Usually front right, I think. I am okay, well, then I'm a front right guy. I'm being told that it depends on which hand you use. If you're right-handed, it would be the right burner. If it's the left hand, it's the left burner. 
Yeah. Well, I'm right-handed, so okay. I'm going to go with right burner. 65.8% yeah, of people responded and said uh, right front. That can also be the uh, quick boil burner on some That's of also these, true, uh, yes. some of these uh, ranges. Yeah. Uh, basketball question. Can you be a better shooter than your season shooting percentage? Uh, no. Thank you are you. what your percentage says you Thank are. Thank you. <laughs> you can be streaky. You can be a streaky right. shooter. That's why they call it an average. But no, if you if it says you're a fifty percent shooter, you're a fifty percent shooter. I'm listening to but the But that Knicks. doesn't mean at certain times of the game you're not better right. than that, and at certain times of the game you're not worse. I was listening to the Knicks game last night and they were talking about one of the players being a Did was, they win? They won one thirteen. They were ahead of the Hawks, I know. Yeah, for they, a while. they blew them out. Right. Um right. they were talking about this this guy Grimes being a twenty eight percent three point shooter, and the analyst, uh, Doris Burke, said, Well, he's a better shooter than that. I'm like, No, he's a twenty eight percent three point shooter. Number's a number. You are what your record says you are. Yeah. Well, context is important. Context is important. Maybe some, she, some, she meant in his career. Maybe. Yeah, maybe know. she meant he should I mean, be better. If he that. throws it up over the backboard, okay, yeah, you're probably better <laughs> than that. But, I mean, this yeah. guy was throwing up bricks last night. It was hard to watch. Well, Those guys are not afraid to shoot. You know, I'm an old Knicks fan, and I try to watch them when I can. But every time I turn them on, I'll pick it up halfway through a game. Julius Randle's putting up some wild oh three-pointer. And I get so I get so frustrated. I'm like, I just can't watch this. He, and I'll change worst. the channel. And he's from Kentucky, so this is what he's, I don't know why. He's a streaky him. player. That's a streaky yeah. player right there. Uh, you're taking on some water for the whole side-by-side -side in a booth thing. Uh -oh. We'll get to that That's in a okay. second. I don't care. I don't care. You're going to double down? Huh? Okay, so now you're, you're sitting at a four-sided table with a date. Do you sit next to or across from? Sit next to. Okay. All right. Yeah, next to. All right. Colder weather's on the way. Let Bud Anderson <laughs> Heating and Cooling get your home ready with their $69 fall tune-up special. Bud Anderson's trained technicians will check your system, make certain it's heating your home efficiently for those colder days. Get here. It's just part of Bud Anderson's 100% satisfaction guarantee. On game day, call the Hogs when your heat needs to be repaired. Call Bud Anderson. Get your $69 fall tune-up now. Click gocallbud.com, 855-GO-CALL-BUD. Bud Anderson is the official heating and cooling provider of your Arkansas Razorbacks. Now, can I throw in a qualifier here? Absolutely. Now, I mean, I'm not saying on the first date. Right. You, like, squeeze in there on the same side. That's that's kind of weird. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if it's your wife mm -hmm. or if it's your, you know, you're steady. Like you're at the Outback. Um, and you're... I'm just telling you guys, chivalry is not dead. You will find <laughs> when you do that that um, you'll get a, you know, you'll get the response you want. Next, if she, let me put it to you this way, Zach. If yeah. you go to dinner with your steady, uh -huh. all right, and you sit down by her and she says, well, why don't you sit on the other side? It's not going to be a good night. But mm, now if she's fine point. with it, if she's fine with it, well, you know, you're in the game. That's that. You know, that's a great point. I really looked at it that way. Yeah. Great point. You're in play the by game. Play-by-play is so much more, guys. Play-by-play <laughs> is so much more. Uh, at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. I keep watching this portal stuff pop mm -hmm. up here because, I mean, it's all that's on the feed here, which is why we're all, if you're a sports fan on Twitter, you're consumed with the portal because it's all we see. And you just think, my God, everybody's losing everybody. It's crazy. Let me ask you this. I heard the halftime guys talking about this. 
Who have they lost that they were going to depend on? Keytron Jackson. Okay, one. That's one. Well, okay, not to the portal, Keytron Jackson. Um, That's to right. The, to the to NFL, the Stromberg, Sanders, those are big Who losses. has left the program from the through the portal that they were going to rely on? Kari Johnson one. was going to play. Um, I mean, he's going to play in the secondary. But I, you know, as far as a lot of the guys that have left were not going to make an impact, at least no. not next year. So, or, well, they weren't going to make much of an impact. Keytron Jackson's the one. Okay. You know, Kari Johnson for the for the depth in the secondary, probably. Like, I feel like AM's losing starters. The AM's losing their their freshman class. Right. They got their money and they left. Right. Arkansas's not Keytron Jackson, they're not losing like, you know, fifteen starters mm. into the portal. You know? No, they're not. They're losing, they're uh, losing backup fringe guys. guys. And yeah. and that's the way the portal is primarily. You're every now and then you're gonna lose a top twenty guy, but what you're losing are guys sixty five to eighty five. What That's is, what, what is, you're losing. What is the catchphrase? They're in the portal for a reason. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I know I saw a, a, a cartoon this weekend, and I forget who had it. <laughs> but it was, no, it was um, it was, it was was a cartoon of a quarterback, and he's like, well, I'm number three here, and I'll, I'll get into the portal. And it's like, you know, you're 1,303. And, I, if, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody, if you have no tape, you haven't played it down, let's use Jacoby Criswell as an example, because that's a guy that everybody assumes is going to come here. We don't know if Jacoby Criswell can play. He never played at North Carolina. If he did, it was in garbage time. We just because he's you know one of our guys. Jacoby's in a very unique spot at a premium position, but nobody knows if he can play. If you're one of the top end guys and you're looking to, if you're a guy at a well, Mac school like a Matt Landers looking to make a jump up, okay, I got it. There's tape on you. They're gonna. He's gonna visit though. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna visit. visit. And, and it, sure, it makes sense. He's a Moralton guy. He's going to come up here, but we don't know if he can play or not. He threw for nine yards this past okay. season. Okay, I, I rest my case. We don't know if he can play or not. You know, you got three years sitting at in Chapel Hill doing nothing, or give me a kid that that I've got some tape on. I'll probably roll with the kid I got some tape on because I don't know what I've got in Jacoby Criswell. Not saying you don't take him. I mean, you take him if you can because your quarterback room's thin, but. You know, I'm not I'm not taking two or three quarterbacks to stunt the growth of, growth of a kid like Malachi Singleton. He's the uh, he's the kid out of Georgia that uh, that's coming in this year. That's a kid that I like. I mean, he's a bowling ball man. He can run that offense. He can throw it a little bit. He can run it a little bit. You don't want to stunt that kid's growth by taking a quarterback who's just going to be a roadblock for him. Right. Yeah, you're in the you're in the portal for a reason. You know, whether it's you want more money, whether it's you're not getting enough playing well, time, whether it's not you're any good. You're you're there for a reason. There has never been a satisfactory answer. Let's assume that Jacoby Criswell wants to play. Mm-hmm. There's no playing time here. That's true. There's no. That's another time one. Here. For him, he's got two years left. If he wants to play, like this is not the right answer. If he just wants to be in Arkansas again, great. Mm-hmm. He will be beloved. He'll get some NIL money. He'll do well. And if that's the that's the goal, be closer to the fam or whatever. Cool, don't got no problem with that. Understand that. But if he left North Carolina because he wants to play, there's no plans. There's not well, not next year anyway. Right. Um, It wouldn't open up until his final year of eligibility. I don't know. I I, it's a it's a nice story because he's an Arkansas kid. And, you know, he left the year that Chad Morris was let go and Sam Pittman was coming in. Pittman didn't have enough time to build a relationship with him. He went to North Carolina, which at the time seemed like a really good idea. North Carolina was up and coming. He just he got passed over by Sam Howell and now Drake May. Yeah. Steve says they're losing scholarship players, though. Yes, but you can replace them. And they're going to replace them. Yeah, like, I mean, they're you, not like here's the here's the thing about this. They're not going to go into a season with 45 scholarship no. players. They're always going to have 85 or 83 or whatever it'll be it somewhere, is. It'll be somewhere between 75 and 85 for sure. Right. They're, they've, they're, the, uh, the signing class is big. It's 23. So you're this, probably looking at five or six guys in the portal. I think people get are, are getting worked up into a tizzy about this over not a whole lot, honestly. Like, again, you're not going to go into a season with 45 scholarship players because, every, oh, all these people live in the portal. What are we going to do? Like, Someone's going to be there, and in some cases, maybe you can find in the roster management, you find someone to fill a spot you can get a little bit more out of than the last person that was in whatever that particular spot may be. That's all that this is. This is all this this whole thing is calculus. It's a spreadsheet. 
it's it's uh, it's war. It's wins over replacement. You know, I mean, it's it's <laughs> or or stats over replacement. It's like, well, this guy got two tackles on uh, on thirty five snaps. Could the next guy, you know, maybe we could play him more because he can play, you know, eighty five snaps, and you know, we can get you know fifteen twenty tackles out of him. I don't know. That's that's all the calculus that they have to do behind the scenes before all of this stuff uh, as the roster takes shape here. At least that's what you should be doing if you're trying to really build this no, thing I, into I something that works. So that's um that's what I have. The um the as of yesterday, let me find the totals here on uh, portal people. Um hmm, let's see. Talk amongst yourself, everybody. All right. Uh, as of uh, yesterday, see they wrap this up after mm-hmm. we're off the air. So <laughs> it's it's but the, as of yesterday, A and M had 18 in the mm-hmm. portal, Florida 16, Arkansas 14, but they added the offensive lineman from Florida, so they've netted 13, right? Correct. So Correct. Net, so they've net 13 there. Um, Alabama is 12. Auburn. Has put twelve in the portal, but two are returning. It says so they've netted ten. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the Alabama one's surprising to me. Twelve. Yeah, that's a lot for a team that's that competitive. I mean, the, the teams that you're you're listing off are teams that are not at the top of the college football mountain. Well, the yeah, you're right. The the thing about Alabama is I think it shows you how many people are there for a championship. And now they're not winning one, people right. are like, I'm well, out of here. Well, because- that, that and they did they did get a lot younger this year. And there are, I mean, if you're a freshman or a sophomore and your playing time's limited, you're probably going to have to go somewhere else. Georgia's got five. They're yeah. in the playoffs. So. Okay, there you go. Well, and how many's Michigan have? Michigan's got a couple. I mean, Cade yeah, McNamara I, went in. They, they just did the okay. SEC, so I'd, I'd have to. Michigan, I, know. I know, has at least two. Right. I mean, the, the teams at the top of the college football mountain right now aren't having this kind of flux. I mean, you get some here and there, but it's it's the teams that are down near the bottom, which is weird to me. Wow. Because you're, I mean, you would think if you're at the top of the college football mountain and you're you're a freshman looking at, you know, and you're fifth on the depth chart, well, I'm getting out of here and I'm going to go someplace where I can play versus teams that are down near the bottom where playing time is being offered. Yeah. The one, that, the, 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 the head scratcher for me was Keytron Jackson. There's a guy that was a contributor, number one, was going to be up, going to be counted on next year without question. And, you know, jumped into the portal. He may come back. I know Pittman had said early on that, you know, if you jump in the portal, that's it. Oh. And, you know, Mac Brown was talking about this. He had a couple of guys go in uh, and he's like, you know, they, you know, they can, they can come back up until bowl practice starts. You know, if they, if they want to explore it, you know, it's now part of it. You know, kid throws his name in just to see what's out there. Yeah. You may see some of them come back. You never know. There's another element in play in all of this, and in some of this uh, decision making. People are whispering in guys' ears about money. Sure. And uh, hey, you, know, you can get you can get this much if you, you know, open it up and, and and go in the portal or whatever, or you can get this much to go here. Like these are real conversations that are not really being had in the shadows all that much anymore. They are to a degree, but uh, this is this is part of the deal now. You know. No one is picking a school out of the portal because they like the biology department. No, like they want playing time and they want to get paid. That's that's that, that, that's where it. it is. That that is it. Winning yeah. sometimes isn't even enough. Ohio State's got a guy uh, leaving, and they're in the playoff. Yeah, yeah winning is. isn't even matter in some cases. No, it, it's all about getting to that. It's about getting an opportunity to play and then getting an opportunity to go to the NFL. That's what mm-hmm. this is all about. Now, for for younger guys, you know, guys like at Mac schools and, and and group of five schools, the opportunity if you have a great year, you can jump into the portal and see if one of these Power Five teams is interested. I don't. I I'm really curious how they shop themselves to these. I mean, you just enter your name in and hope somebody goes, "Hey, I like that guy." You know, we're getting texts about losing fifteen percent of your roster, and this you can fill the roster out. I mean, there there's thirteen hundred guys in the portal. You can go balance your roster out. On a one-year deal, if you if you needed to, no. that that's not the problem. The problem is you've got guys that are getting a bad advice to jump in. I mean, and I'm I'm going to use Keytron as an, an example, and I and I don't know anything about his situation. I'm just going to use him as an example in a vacuum. Here's a guy that that was a contributing, 
was going to be a huge guy that they were counting on next year. Somebody got in his ear and said, hey, your chances of contributing somewhere else are probably greater. Which isn't great advice. Because, I mean, unless it's a, unless you're talking about dollars or, I, I don't know, that, that one, that's a head-scratcher to me. Because his opportunities here to play were greater than maybe uh, greater than most maybe he has some sort of philosophical difference with uh, possible, the coaches possible. in some way shape or very form. possible you know, not everybody gets along with everybody all the time in life that's just yeah. part of the and way it works we just got a text you think the health of the locker room affects the number of transfers not yeah i mean you can have a toxic locker room and it, and guys you know say i'm out of here and they think, don't want to damage their brand or right, something right and yeah. and that, we probably we saw that a little bit with you know guys like Raheem Boyd and and those guys you know eh, i don't want to do this anymore i want to go get ready so, for the league so i said this uh, earlier and we we didn't really dwell on it. We'll, we'll, we can dwell on it now here. Because Arkansas right now, with this week, with the portal stuff, and again, we've told you, you know, kind of all is well on that, but a lot of people are freaking out about the portal. People are freaking out about Barry Odom leading. Arkansas has zero control of the narrative right now. And what needs to happen is Sam Pittman needs to have a on-camera, not on the phone, he needs to have an on-camera press conference as soon as possible. I know he's busy recruiting, but he has got to—he's got to say something to calm people down. I really think that's an important thing for him but to, to calm do right who now. Who down? The fans. The fans are freaking I, out. But they're, they're freaking gonna, out. They're going to freak out anyway. I, this would—I think—I think it would help. Okay, so I think we, it would we, help. we've talked about the PR disasters that he's had over there. What's—I mean—he's going to get in front, get in front of a Zoom and say what? Well. Whatever the narrative is. Right now, he has no control over right. the narrative. The narrative is everybody's leaving, and this thing is uh, is going sideways. Okay. In a week, they're going to start bowl preparations. He's going to have a camera in his face three times a week. There you go. So Talk I, about I mean, that. It, it doesn't necessarily have— you got to pivot. I don't know what the, the freakout is about this. Everybody's in the same boat. No. You know, if, if he's got control of it, he doesn't have to say a word to anybody. If he's got if 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 he's got a firm grasp on what's happening, and you know players coming and yeah, going but, and this and that, you are you are. The, I, I'm making an assumption. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're the face of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to appear and try and. Um, this is and, the presidential settle. approach. Exactly. You got to look presidential. That's exactly right. But he's out recruiting. They're doing what they would That's normally do. I said as soon as possible, not today, but as soon as he can. I, it, I think this would help ease people's mind a little bit because it feels like that. The store is being looted and no one's in charge right now. Is what it feels like. It's not the way it is, but that's how it's playing Texas on the A&M internet. Is being looted. Right. It's being. It, it. This is how it's playing out online right now. I'm. That's what I, the narrative is playing. I, out. I know. I guess the way I look at it is he's going about business as usual. Right. There's no panic. He's out recruiting. They're doing what they're normally doing. This is normal business in the off season, in between end of season and bowls. Coaches are going to come and go. That happens. Players now are allowed to come and go. That happens. You know, if KJ left. Yeah, everybody freak out. Go ahead. And, you know, like we're talking about, one guy. One guy with substantial contributions has left the team. Everybody else still in the fold. Right. What, you're, what you need is some really good news. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need Sam to get up in front of a Zoom, but you need some like a, a major commitment or, you know, if you'd gotten the KJ news on last week, that, that, that silenced a lot of stuff. Yeah, that helped. Yeah. What if he appeared and he had good news? That'd be something. Uh, okay. I, I think the, the other thing about this, like, he has a knack of hiring coaches and then not, like, introducing them or, like, having, like, any kind of, um, like, they just kind of, like, oh, by the way, such and such works here now. Like, oh, like this, uh, mm-hmm. this, uh, south, yeah, yeah, the strength, strength condition, which is goes. not, that's not, I wouldn't make a big deal about that, but this approach is problematic of just, oh, by the way, such and such works here now. Like, you have to form, you're in charge of this thing. You've got to formally, like, hey, this is who we are. This is why I like this person. Now this person's going to talk and tell you what they're about. Like, they, the way he's moved new coaches in has been ham-handed at best in maybe, his time here. Maybe, I'm, maybe I live in my own little world, but Patrick and Bentonville has just texted in. Based on how the season went and ended, I think people are concerned he doesn't have a firm grasp on the situation. Am I misreading this? I mean, he's still in charge. Okay. I think you, your perspective is very different from the fans' perspective, okay. which the fans are freaking out because it feels like, you know, the whole right. thing's on fire. So in an effort to speak to them, I think he should appear, and not on a teleconference, it, it, his face on the news, 
which a lot of people, I guess, still watch in our state and just be like, hey, we are, you know, we're fired up about what's going on here. We've got a lot of stuff happening in the portal that I can't talk about right now. We're getting ready for this bowl game. We're going to go win this bowl game. You come to Memphis, you're going to watch the Razorbacks win a bowl game. You know, maybe not guarantee it, but you know, mm-hmm. it's still we're con- going to go play. We're going to go try to win. He needs to instill confidence in the fans, just like he is instilling confidence in the recruits right now. That's what I would say. He needs to focus a little bit more of his time on talking to the audience and instead of uh, some of this other. Yeah, I, I, maybe maybe I'm misreading. I just don't think it's that big a deal. I think it's business as usual. They're going about, you know, they're recruiting. He was in Bentonville today with uh, Sua up there. Right. He's he's out recruiting. Do, maybe it's just, maybe it's the culmination of bad news. You got boom, 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 bad news in a row, and you haven't had anything because to offset it. He can spin really well. Mm-hmm. So to put him up there and let him riff about all, just talk about some of the good stuff going on. Like, I, I think he could, he could fill up some notepads about that and and, and maybe make people calm down just a but, little bit. But maybe. what happens, and, and it's happened before, where you get to, you get in front of a Zoom and you let the media start asking questions and it goes badly. Well, you got well, to yeah, get up and leave before that, that happens. That's, that's what, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe no news is good news and you just, you know, you, you go back. But again, he'll, in a week... You're yeah. gonna have all these bowl practices with with media. I, I think he needs to just a little bit more time um, with the all as well. And um, but again, not immediate. But as soon as he can, and maybe next week they'll do something. They are starting practices next week, right? Uh or end of next week. End I of think. next week. Yeah. yeah. So end of next week. Then that'll probably be when it happens. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing, here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. I'm up early because some idiot upstairs is doing laundry at 6 o'clock in the Yeah, that's not right. That's morning. like somebody mowing their lawn at 530. Bafongu, all right? Okay. All right. Um, anyway, so I'm sitting there watching some TV, and I'm like, I'm getting kind of hungry. Oh. I'm getting kind of hungry. Okay. It's Frosted Flakes time. All right. All right. Bowl? Yes. Flakes? Flakes? Put the milk in, right? And I'm standing at the kitchen bar and eating this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, listen, it's good. It's not the best cereal I've ever had. It's good. It'll probably crack the rotation okay. for a while. All right, all right. It was not life. It's not cinnamon toast crunch, which is still my all-time favorite. Cinnamon toast crunch is is something that you harken back to your childhood. This Maybe is, so. This, yeah, this brings you back to your childhood and that kind of stuff. We the nostalgia I, is powerful. DQ and I have been eating Frosted Flakes since we were kids. Right. Yeah, that was like the cereal that mm-hmm. we had in our house. Yeah, usually. it's fantastic. Did you drink the milk afterwards? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's good. Yeah. It's a good experience. Okay. And then I chased it with a um, a pack of those little Krispy Kreme donut balls that they sell in the store now. And. Wow, that was breakfast. Yeah. I, I believe that that is uh, that is on the the healthy uh, side of things. You chased it with oh, wow. Okay, so cr- they have these things over in the snack cake aisle now. They're little donut balls, mm-hmm. Krispy Kreme glazed donut ball. There's four. There's four in a pack. There's four packs in a box. I got a box. It's like, oh, let me try. I'll give them a whirl. I approve. Okay, those are good. I approve those because I'm always looking for the latest and greatest. You know thing to snack on around here although i left the donut balls at work <laughs> or at home they're not here but um there you go oh i i um the frosted flakes are fair fair they're fair ah uh, they're fair okay well what, they're what, not what, great what's your top five my top five cereals yeah okay cinnamon toast crunch fine that's one i'll give um, you that uh captain crunch app uh, fruit loops fruit loops Okay. Honey Nut Cheerios. Ugh. Hmm. I don't know. I usually I only have three boxes of cereal. Well, now I have four in the house. And the three of them. How are, many do you have? I have three boxes of cereal. Well, now I have four boxes of cereal. That's a lot of you cereal three, for a, you have one three person. active open boxes well, of cereal. They last like months, you know. Like Okay. And I, I, I I clipped the bag so they I, don't go I do, stale. You know I do I mean? them one at a time. Okay. I have an active right. box of Frosted Flakes in my house right now. Okay. Fair. Frosted Flakes are my number one, but not even close. Fruit Loops, I, I would put in my top five. Uh, Golden Grams. Love Golden okay. Grams. All right. Uh, honeycomb. Okay. Very underrated. And then, you know, I kind of vacillate a little bit. I love Corn Pops. 
Probably, you know, a, a corn With pop. the rooster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like corn pops. All right. And Tommy brings up a good point because he just texted in. We've obviously hit a nerve here. Said if, you know, if it's not good enough for you to just stick your hand in and grab a handful and eat it, it's not a good cereal. Okay. All right. You can eat. You can do that with Frosted Flakes. I judge cereal based on what the milk tastes like okay. at the bottom oh, okay. of the bowl. Okay. At Cinnamon Toast Crunch has the best milk. Period. Very good. Uh, Cocoa Puffs would be would okay. be up there. I mean, right. I mean, you're just I drinking want chocolate, chocolate milk. milk right? I'll just drink. I'll make chocolate milk. Oh, I can do okay. that. That's I right. have free time. So, <laughs> there you go. No, I did eat a lot. We were talking about this yesterday, and I kind of hid this from you guys. I did have a lot of kicks as a child. And I didn't hate them. I didn't love them, Ew. but I didn't Ew. hate them. Yeah, those are gross. There's nothing you can do to those kinds of cereals, like Rice Krispies, chicks. Uh, well, uh, kicks is the cereal you have to put bananas in. You have to. You have to doctor them up. Wheaties is something you have to oh, put. Oh, yeah. God, I've never I, had yeah. Wheaties. Oh, man. I know that. I've never had healthy cereal. Like, bran. Like, I had somebody yesterday tell me that the best cereal was grape nuts with vanilla ice cream. Yeah, like no milk. Why can't I just have vanilla ice cream? Yeah, that's exactly. not, Why do that's I have, not cereal. Why do I have to ruin my my, my yeah, vanilla right. ice cream with that's grape right. nuts? Which is, just, I mean, if I want to eat grape nuts, I'll go out there and I'll lick the driveway. Oh. It's the same <laughs> stuff. Do you guys know the Life cereal? I oh, I love Life cereal. Yeah. I like Life. I love cinnamon. I don't get the regular. Get cinnamon. Cinnamon Life? Yes. Don't waste your time with the regular stuff. Cinnamon is a way. I've never go. even had like shredded mini wheats or whatever. I hate those. Yeah. You talk Ugh. about eating a wicker basket. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's like, eat, yeah, that's like eating a wicker chair. Yeah. Like like something that uh, the you whole would have. Patio. Yeah, like, yeah, your whole patio <laughs> arrangement. Ugh. It's disgusting. Yeah, my mom used to eat, but she wouldn't eat the, oh, uh, my mother. My mother used to give us like um, actual shredded wheat. Without the um, without not the not the sugar stuff on it, she'd break it up and put like blueberries in it. It's like Ugh. that's a meal. Yeah, I, no, Ooh. no, it's like eating grass. It's just gross. <laughs> grass fed. Yeah. <laughs> now Chris Apoto brings up raisin bran. Raisin bran. I'm very partial to raisin bran, but has to be the Kellogg's version because mm. they put sugar on the raisins. Two scoops, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, you if you pour it from one side, you get more raisins than the other. How about that? Yeah. Oh. You got to figure out which side's which. Or maybe that was just something my parents told me to amuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had, um, when I was sick, there were, um, at the place I had to quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, there were these little mini bags of Apple Jacks. So uh, I had those. Those were pretty good. I forgot about Apple Jacks. Can, can we get back to the place you had to quarantine well, yeah. for a second? Well, okay. I was watching, I was, I was watching some dogs. And, um. Whose dogs? They were where they were dogs. They were at a house, and I had to watch them. Whose house? And so, shut up. And so, <laughs> I, uh, I I was ended up being stuck there. I oh. thought I'd have a little bit more freedom that weekend. Turns out I did not because I was uh, stuck there with, with the with the virus. With the dogs. With the dogs. Yeah, you were watching the, the dogs. And you were I tr- alone. I tr- I was alone with the dogs. Yes, I tried to watch that. Um, Fallwell uh, documentary? No, I did watch close to home. I know I did watch that. I know you did. The uh, I wa- tried did to he watch. Have that. to watch dogs. <laughs> I tried to watch The Offer, uh-huh. and it was terrible because there's Paramount Plus there. So I'm like, all right, I'll see what's going on I here. I like the way he says He talks about it like in the third person. <laughs> like, we don't know where it is. Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was stuck there, and so I had to uh, had to make do, and there were Apple Jacks in there, and I was like, all right, let me try these. Apple Jacks are I fine. love Apple Jacks. Oh, I like Apple Jacks. Right, you put... can eat a scoop full of Apple yeah, Jacks. Yeah, yeah with a handful, Tom, yeah. Tommy's 100% right. If you can grab a handful and just eat it, you're good. Better test. Uh-huh. If you can put them in the little baggie at church and yeah. feed them to kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ap- yeah. Apple Jacks, that's, you can do that. Oh, my God. That's like the exclusive cereal that you put in that bag, too. Yeah. What is yeah. that? What is what? What, this, you, what is hanging from the light? Web. There's a cobweb hanging yeah, from wonderful. the ceiling. I just, that, I that's what just kind of caught it out the uh, the corner of my eye. Yeah, there's a cobweb awesome. up there. Yeah, all right. No, good point. You you put the cereal in the uh, in the bag. If the kids will take it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the little mini bag. Have, the little mini bag. They used right. to at Absol- Chick Fil A. They used to bag Apple Jacks really? and give them to children. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's you, at, at church. Did oh. you ever get taken to the preacher's office and get spanked? I did. Not by the preacher, but by my dad. For making noise? No? No. That never happened to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I acted up in church. I had to go back with dad to the preacher's office and get a whooping. All right. For, before oh, before. is that like the do you want to go to the car speech? Sure, yeah. You know? my, yeah. Fa- my father used to ask me, do you want to go outside? Cause there, and he would always finish it up with, there are no witnesses outside. You want to take this outside? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, honey smacks. That's a good one. Though. I love honey smacks. That's one you can just scoop okay. up and eat. All right. 
Uh, Rod's on I-40. Okay. Let's see what he thinks about all this. Yes, Rod. Yes, you hit one of one of my pet peeves. The health Nazis have taken the sugar away from the cereal. Frosted Flakes used to be white. That's sugar. true. That's true. Now they I have, have to add sugar. three teaspoons of sugar. Right. Mm. Oh, my. That's just, it's just, well, they're eating too much sugar. Let's take some sugar out. No, I want my sugar. If I want to put a cup of sugar on top of my Frosted Flakes to get my white flakes, I'll do it. That's exactly right. Uh, they take the grease out of the food. The burgers ain't as good anymore, and the cereals have been killed. And I love Apple Jacks, by the way. And uh, I love frost. I love the old type Frosted Flakes with the tiger on the box, and they were so white, it looked like white car paint. Mm-hmm. The you sugar can, was on the. You can put them down. Look like it snowed in your living room. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I, I was always the kid getting trouble in church. I was terrible about that. My dad was a preacher. <laughs> See? You know, it was. It was like. Yeah, you know, it's like you take this piece of fabric to church, and somebody bends over, and you rip it. It's great. Everybody hears it, you know. And, yeah, I, I used to give out Apple Jacks, you know, for, you know, trick-or-treat. But now everything's got the cereal sugar taken out of it. Terrible. You, you know, we used to have a guy in the back of the church, um, Mr. Roach, who would hand out bubble gum to all the kids. Oh, there it you was go. really nice. Yeah, I find, like that. Find that underneath the pews and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. I didn't think about that. I had that. a kid. <laughs> the pink... The real bubble gum. The pink little, uh, what do you call it? Sphere, whatever that is. You know, the bubble gum. Oh, yeah, like the stuff where you, you took the two ends of yeah, it and like, you just pulled it and it like, would open like, up. Um, in, in the blue, yellow, and red Yeah, the double, double bubble or whatever they call it's it. It's not so. double bubble. It's something else. So. Bazooka? No, no, Remember no. that used to come with the cartoon? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That, I, I, Joe Bazooka, was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. say bazooka anymore. I don't well, know. you probably can, but uh, just... Uh, not in certain company. Right. What was that called? It's not bubble. There's not double bubble. Was it Hubba Bubba? No, Maybe Hubba what... Bubba was a. That was a. That, I that... think it's double bubble. Yeah, I think it's double bubble. Mm, Hubba Bubba was the. Um, that, that was the the commercials in the '80s. They had the gunfighter. Those were disgusting. What? The like square. Yeah. Gum. Yeah. That I mean, it was, was like two. Three bites and it was done. I mean, you were getting no, another it was, one. That was gross. Oh, here it is. It's super bubble. That's the, that's what okay. it was. That's in the yellow and the blue. And okay. the, yeah, super bubble. Yeah. yeah, super bubble. All right, that's right. I mean, let's Good. be honest. The best the best gum is Big League Chew, right? I love Big League Chew. I liked. Um, I mean, there's nothing like you know putting a big old thing. The, big I like the bubble tape because you could also get a big old wad of it yeah. and put it in your yeah. mouth too. There's like nothing that. like you know getting that big old baseball size. Yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. They shape. still have that at the barrel. Oh, I, mean, I, I love. And I think they have it at Harps too. Yeah, I, think I love Big League Chew. Kurt's in Bentonville. Hi, Kurt. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? So I'm not I'm not here to talk about Notre Dame USC. But oh God! <laughs> I'm talking about cereal. Uh, if you got, and I'm old enough. I'm I'm 64, so I'm old enough to remember when it uh, Frosted Flakes used to be called Sugar Frosted. Flakes. That's right. Oh yeah, That's well, right. Yeah. Then right? the uh, yeah then then, then the healthy lobby it. shot it down. <laughs> That's right. And then the other one was uh, Super Sugar Crisp, mm-hmm. and then it just got changed to Chris or. Super crisps or something like that. They took the sugar name out just to make you feel better. Well, it used to be sugar smacks, and now they're uh, honey smacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So back then, to so your bubble gum, how about uh, bubble gum out of baseball cards? Oh, that stuff has <laughs> a shelf life, man. Been, it's got a half life yeah, of 5,000 yeah. years. Chewing, yeah. Might as well have been chewing on the baseball card. It's about the same thing. You could um you could go at the at the concession stands at um at uh, Harding Games you could get a six pack of grape bubble yum for like a buck yeah and yeah, you yeah, would yeah. just not and it was the cubes the now, cubes are good too. now can we agree that fruit stripe is the worst the one with the zebra fruit stripe sucks it does big red's not great either though big I don't red's like okay big, red. big red's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I don't love solo cinnamon what's Ugh. that like cinnamon. But didn't they change the the composition of the big red? It used to be like this red stick, and now it's this white stick. Is it? Yeah. See, that's Juicy fruit's not great because it keeps its flavor for all of a minute, right? And then it starts right. to taste like sewer water, and then you, <laughs> you can't do that. Well, uh, Cypher's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Fruit stripe sucks, but the tattoos were pretty cool, right? Yeah. You know, this is still America. It is my God-given constitutional right to eat burgers with all the trans fats exactly. in them, exactly, and any any crappy cereal I want, Dad Gummit. So I'll do what I want. If I want to be healthy, I'll be healthy. If you, I want, if I and, don't, I don't. And you can tell Surgeon General to stick it. If I want to smoke 14 packs a day, I by God going to do it. Yeah, all right, but you, then you get the rest of us sick. Oh, it's, it's a fair point. Thank you. 
what are the um what are all the gums that they have now? I get the same thing every time. It's uh those ice cubes in the yeah, blue, yeah, the blue you, tub. Yeah. Oh, I got a bag of them in there too. I have them everywhere. I have gum and chapstick stashed everywhere I I am. Hey DQ, isn't <laughs> the it text on the eight seven over isn't fruit stripe the one where you can chew the wrapper too? Oof. Oh my god, I think so. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't yeah. like that. Not a fan of that. No. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.